Hello, Dragon Tamers, and welcome to Enter the Dragonair's Den, a Pokemon Go team-based PvP podcast. I am the veteran Taco Jog, joined by the 12-time legend, Jet Force Gemini. This is a title I can get behind, because it's entirely factual. <laughs> <laughs> Until, you know, I start throwing outrageous claims out there. Yeah, well, you gotta incite violence somehow. Oh, there is plenty of violence today, because the move updates from Niantic dropped. But now that I have not, I chose violence all day and brooded and maybe sent out some tweets that even the, the social media manager was like, wow, Taco, that was very violent when I was tweeting about it on Twitter. I'm a little calmer now. You just, you just had to get it out. I did. But if you're new around here, welcome. Like our title suggests, we're a Pokemon Go podcast. We specialize in team-based PvP. If you're not new around here, you know what we're about to talk about. And there is a lot to go over. But first things first, Jet, Happy New Year. Ha- happy what? Happy New Year. I mean, or happy, yeah, birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's definitely not Lunar New Year. Well, it's the start of the new season. And it is our one year anniversary on that we had started this podcast. Well, happy anniversary, Taco. Or I'm going with new, Happy New Year. New Year, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when there's a new season and with new move updates, it feels like a new year because everything is reset and we're ready to go. But yes. Yeah, some some people look for the leaves to change and we just look for the move changes. Yep. And we're, unfortunately, nothing got Boom Burst this time. Unfortunately, but they not that they <laughs> didn't touch Boom Burst. Not they that did. they didn't try to continue to sell Boom Burst. <laughs> this is true. So before anything, we do have to go over some Niantic and Battle Frontier news. So, first things first, Niantic news. We're going to jump around. The move updates were revealed today, August the 30th, when we're recording. But no energy has been set for any of the changes yet. Those will be done at a later date. But going by process of elimination, or excuse me, we got three new moves added to the game in the form of Trailblaze, Scorching Sands, and Triple Axle. Niantic was nice enough to give us the power that it's going to be, and by process of elimination, we can make very educated guesses. So Jet was saying, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that Trailblaze was going to be a flame charge clone? I mean, that's that's the easy pickings guess, right? Just because they seem to like that move fine, and since it does the same thing, it's like, okay, yeah, that's that that checks out and then the triple axle just maybe is slightly less strong because ice is a better attacking type already to begin with but we'll see (laughs) (laughs) well i my only thought on it was scorching sands by the way it looked like it and the chance to reduce an opponent's attack by one stage i was going to guess that it was a scald clone does does that check out so far i don't know i don't know how much scald does Oh, we're learning today. Yay! Scald is base 80. So yeah, it could definitely just be a Scald clone. Ah! So, if I'm right, this will be the one of the few times that Taco is right. But it does <laughs> it does cost 50 energy, though. So, it may co- if it costs 50 energy, then it will definitely be a Scald clone. If not, you know what? Being half right is better than being never right. <laughs> well, and... On the plus side, if it does end up getting the Scald treatment, that's a 
30% effect chance, which is the other information we don't have, like on top of the energy is for that one is it's not guaranteed. It's a um, chance unmentioned number chance to decrease attack. So I'm, I'm leaning heavily in the skull direction. I'm, I'm glad that we double checked earth power just because like it seemed like maybe they were just looking at kind of attack drop version of that but that is already a higher power move so hopefully it's it's a scald instead of earth power and doesn't earth power have a 10 percent chance to drop defense yeah so it's 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 very minor and i i like something a little bit more reliable than the 10 percent. although if you watch worlds there were multiple psychic and moon blast drops in the finals <laughs> so this is true or going into the finals rather other notable changes lantern is going to be nerfed just a little bit and i say that because spark is going to do more power but the energy it's going to cut generate less energy what that number is i'm not sure so lantern may not be as potent this coming season as previous but i think lantern was the only abuser of spark to my knowledge well so this is one of the first times that i've seen them go out of their way to kind of clean up their own mess a little bit where magnazone pretty much only gets spark and it also is getting volt switch with this change so it's getting a new option like obviously spark being two turn is preferable to the four turn volt switch but you know the whole magnemite family is getting that move and so at least has another option so it's not just stuck with changed move with with no other alternative right and then you know going upon the veins of some move changes astonish is gonna get some help and generate energy or generate more energy how much once again who knows Mm. Psych the psychic users are unfortunately gonna be sad about this next one because psychic is getting nerfed from 90 power to 85 power but there is a certain pokemon that we all like to see that just does not care you hate it you love it it's metachamp yeah it's it's gonna it's gonna hang out if you were curious about the other kind of spark shortlist right now like obviously obviously chin is also there but uh Stuff like Probopass, Luxray, Zebstrika, Chargebug, Electros, and Minin are, are kind of the other primary Spark users. Wow, that list was a little bit longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, there's there's quite a few that obviously have access to other or better moves. And so you'll have something like Togedemaru that now will have access to a little bit more fast move pressure as its alternative to Thundershock. So, like, it's just, it's another way of looking at it. Like, I'm pretty sure um, I heard someone say, like, it's effectively going to be an electric bullet punch, most likely. Oh. Like, it's could be interesting for, for some Pokemon, right? Like, especially ones that don't have access to Volt Switch. Like, if they are otherwise only on thundershock like then you then you kind of have some some pressure but yeah i feel like a a loser of this is the 
the Probo Pass. It's like its its other option is is Rock Throw, which is also like notoriously bad at energy generation. That's true, yeah. But you can't necessarily touch Rock Throw as much because there's a certain little rock fairy that everybody caught during GoFest by the name of Carbank and. Of course, everybody's doom and gloom about Carbank because, oh, number one on PV Poke, pay to win. And I'm like, y'all, just, there is counterplay around this thing. Just hold your horses. It'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it performs now that people are, like, in a in a place where they can actually build the XL version. I feel we, we might have been a little bit quick to say that it was no big deal just because, like, we were fighting against people that were building their task version essentially unless they were trading for for other people's ivs but yeah the the full xl version hopefully isn't isn't too much crazier but that was that was my takeaway from last season at least was that the the carbink was definitely manageable yeah so you know maybe i could this also could be a taco you're wrong here's why and we might just get something as like bulkier than Bastardon with a better typing. But I think this thing, and someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but if you hit it with like a flash cannon, could possibly get one shot by a Registeel. Maybe. I mean that that sounds that sounds worth investigation. But at least typing wise it makes sense to my brain because it's double weak to steal. And on the plus side, two of our new moves are super effective into it, so that could also be lessening the blow. <laughs> I forgot that Registeel has a very, very low attack stat, but Flash Cannon is going to do 67.4% against the Carbink. Now, what about 15 attack? <laughs> Show me the handout. A Flash Cannon will do 69 nice percent damage, so... Fair enough. <laughs> So okay, maybe I, I was wrong, but it is going to take a sizable amount out of, out of it. Not to mention you've got still have the shadows running around doing shadow things, like Swampert. You know, Flygon still beats this thing. If it's running Rock Throw, if it's running Tackle, it's going to lose, unfortunately. Well, maybe not now because the Earthquake got nerfed, and I'm totally not salty about that. But I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I'm trying to and- check. If there are any other kind of prominent users of Psychic, um, Victini, uh, like it obviously won't matter for Psychic Cup because it's usually running double fire, but like outside of that, it's Psychic move of choice is Psychic, so a little bit worse there. Um, I, (laughs) oh, Aloma Mola is. Lola Mola hit a lot of unsuspecting trainers. Is, is one that I hadn't considered. Like again, it's it's not a big nerf. It's it's it does five less damage. So I don't like it's 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 really the the bulk there. It's it's going for the debuffs more than anything. Um, uh, Noctowl gets access to Psychic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's not like it's preferred move though, right? True. And I mean, the same kind of applies for Galarian Slowbro. Going into Psychic Cup is usually going to be Surf Sludge Bomb in that meta. Uh, Kofagrigus is also on this list. Clefable, which, you know, prior to 
uh, what's it called? Prior to it getting the moves it did, it still had like a pocket psychic to hit like Venusaur or any other poison type badly. Yeah. But yeah, so that is definite. So psychic isn't really. I don't think a psychic nerf is going to do too much to Metacham, but one yeah. move that is going to be a little bit, a little bit interesting. I'm curious to see how this is going to work out. Is X Scissor got boosted twenty power, but it is going to be a more expensive charge move. Maybe it for that kind of power, it might take five or ten more energy than originally advertised. Yeah, it's going up twenty power, so you like starting at ten, like ten more energy isn't too crazy, just because that's already a two to one gain, and it was pretty close to one to one already to start with, right? Yeah, like, it was it was like a one point two DP or something. I like this because, like, we we had touched on this in some of our conversations, where to me, it, like, X Scissor got mislabeled as like a spammy move, where in the main games it's it's more of higher power reliable move, and this kind of puts it in line with those. Uh, so just like thematically, I like this change. Uh, <laughs> whether whether or not applies well to the game, uh, it'll be yeah, it'll be really interesting to see. Because there are quite a few Pokemon that this is like one of their default moves, right? The Beedrill obviously is top of the list. Galissapod was pretty popular upstart last season. Uh, Genesect for the few people that try to make that thing work, like it completely loses that bait potential. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it's it's new bait move. Like assuming that it gets bumped up by 10 energy is probably the magnet bomb and then, I, then they're both 45 i guess i get magnet bomb and mirror shot mixed up mirror shot's the one that debuffs and magnet bomb just hits hard yeah it's well it, you're used to it hitting hard because you're used to getting hit by magneton <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's not that it's like that good of uh like it's 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 perfectly good uh 70 damage for 45 slightly worse than like a sky attack is currently yeah sky attack unfortunately is getting an energy increase and that is just going to be aimed at bringing down knockdown um, but the I'm, I'm crying in lugia right now i was gonna say but the unintended effect is pokemon like lugia moltres those are the big ones i know off the top of my head but altaria right um, altar oh no yes altaria and then skarmory Poor, poor child, Skarmory, getting its wing clipped, and then uh, Skarmory's the middle child. Like it got, it got nerfed with Flash Cannon, and it wasn't as potent. And now it's getting, <laughs> it's getting Sky Attack hurt. Yeah, well, and, and it's it's just at the behest of like other Pokemon that are doing well, right? Like I was, I was pretty pissed about the Flash Cannon one because like obviously they're trying to nerf. It. <laughs> just fixed Registeel, and then of course they they gave it Zap Cannon for like the thing was out of the meta, and, and then they made it the best again. It's just like, <laughs> did, all right, that's that's like that's one of my all time gripes. It's just that they brought that thing back. Uh, one of the ones that I was actually going to talk about for Battle Frontier that was looking decent for Savannah that I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be like one of my secret picks was was Swellow, but now with 
sky attack costing more i feel like it's it's gonna be harder to get away with like the difference between sky attack and brave bird might not even be wing attack anymore like it, it might just be they're the same which feels bad i honestly hate that as well but my good well that brave bird it still hits well you know before i before i get on my soapbox you know Wello does get aerial ace, so take the good with the bad, maybe. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, like that—that's a good point. Is you can like potentially opt out if if it has proved itself as a good enough move to to use now. Like, we'll we'll have to see how. That... <laughs> I really liked how when I brought up aerial ace, you just sighed. It was like for a second, I thought it was like, oh no, did I just like def- make Jet sigh in defeat? <laughs> No, I'm I'm just perpetually sighing about stuff. That's fair. That's just, that's just how I interact with the world. <laughs> well, before we like hurt flyers too much or talk about flyers too much, Dig gets a buff. It gets so, yeah. I'm gonna call it a buff for right now until I see the energy. I probably will renege on that agreement. Dig is gonna come down in power, it but it but it also is gonna be a cheaper charge move. So it could just be, you know, like a an aerial ace, quote unquote, like an aerial a ground the an aerial ace clone. After of course, aerial ace gets its buff. I'm aerial once ace again, is just getting an energy decrease. I don't don't think that. I don't know how much aerial ace does. <clears throat> Excuse me. But actually, I'll just look it up. Like while we're talking about real time so uh it does so it does 55 base power and the charge energy is 45 so it's not going to be an aerial ace clone by a long shot but what if it's a sky attack clone pre-nerf it'll it'll be closer to something like that hopefully where it actually makes it worth using like i know there's there's a few pokemon that again like they have no other option but it would be nice if like it was it was thought of as as a decent move like for, for Gligar, who's kind of getting a couple buffs out of those last two that we were talking about. Yeah. Well, you know, the base, like, the, what's it called? It's getting a cheaper energy. It's going to go down. Sky Attack was 80 energy. Or, sorry, uh, was 75 energy, and the charge energy was damage? 45. Yeah. No, Sky Attack was 75 damage. Yeah. But, oh, I'm not... Uh, 40 uh, sky attack <laughs> did 40 was 45 energy 75 power whereas dig is 100 power 80 energy but it's going down to 80 energy so it could possibly fall in the realm of pre-nerf sky attack maybe not it's going to 80 power you mean yeah it's, it'll be 80 power and maybe i'll just call it maybe it'll be 50 energy the the crazy thing to me is even if you brought sky attack energy up it's still 1.5 dpe like (laughs) obviously like the bigger issue is is the timing for the for the pokemon that use it but man like that that whole like string of moves the uh, rock slide avalanche sky attack have all essentially been nerfed once already and they're still that good yeah Moving on to the next ground type, though. The next ground type move, Earthquake is getting nerfed from 120 power to 110. And this is because 
freaking Galarian Stunfist had to ruin everything, and now my Flygon is getting caught in the crossfire. If yeah. you're at home, if you're at home, do not play a drinking game of how many times I get mad that Flygon gets unintendedly smacked by these nerfs. <laughs> Just please do not do it. <laughs> it does. It does get the Scorching Sands option now, which, like, combined with um, Sand Tomb, like the makes the Dragon Tail version a little bit more viable, I think. Jed, I have some bad news. What? Flygon does not get Sand Tomb. Oh, right. Got it gets the, got the Garchomp in there. Yeah, it gets Earth Power, Earthquake, Stone Edge, Dragon Claw. Well, Be- it got a debuff. Yay. <laughs> because those freaking cowards at Niantic just refused to give it Breaking Swipe. Oh, my gosh. I said I wasn't going to do this and all my all my deal, my violence is up. But, you know, whoever's in charge of making moves at Niantic, I just want to talk. I just want to talk. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just just like in a, in a sweeping way, like it's it's tough knowing that breaking swipe is just a direct upgrade over Dragon Claw, and I'm pretty sure that everything that could learn Dragon Claw can learn breaking swipe, just like as a rule. So, yeah, it it feels weird, but that that's that's just how this game is. Niantic, you're pissing me off. Just give Flygon Breaking Swipe, like, my goodness. But we gave it Scorching Sands to have it a chance of of nerfing the attack. Yay! No. Get... <clears throat> yeah. We, we can... We gotta, I'm gonna, we gotta move on to the next thing before I, like, blow it, <laughs> before I blow a gasket. Oh, uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, like, we can, we can dedicate more time to, to seeing where Flygon can potentially work in Battle Frontier metas, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poltergeist gets more powerful. Uh, I, need to, one... I need to double check who ended up with that move. I know the Dustclaws family, obviously. Chandelure. I, for- I, I forgot Gorgeist gets it. Uh, and Gorgeist. So Chandelure had a community day around it, and then it went to the Dustclaws family and oh. Gorgeist at the same time. And Golurk. He definitely did not. I didn't know Gorlick either. Either of those. But, I mean, again, it was it was not a great move, or it didn't uh, compete with Shadow Ball, really? Like, or, like, that that was what it was in competition with, and so it was just, like, higher risk, higher reward <laughs> for those. And, yeah, Gorlick just has no energy generation until now, maybe. <laughs> and then finally, Boom Burst is cheaper, because... Trainers are going to use Boom Burst one way or another. All you Exploud fans out there with your your Boom Burst on your on your Mons, get ready. This one's for you. Hey, Flag Flagon has Boom Burst. Looky here, Jet. Don't antagonize me. <laughs> <laughs> the okay, but like for for a serious like if we're gonna have even a one serious moment about Boom Burst, like the only Mon that it has any business on is. Como, and this might make that like more viable. Like, but it would just—it would have to be significant, right? Like, you essentially have to give up your fighting coverage for neutral into fairies. So I don't know. You know, I was also taking a quick second to look up if Swallow learns Boom Burst for some strange reason. It did not. 
Yeah. Well. Wait. Yes, it does. Via. Via egg moves, for some strange reason. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of room, especially Not... with the the normal type moves in they... the main series games. They took it out of circulation. Mm. So you had to have Boom Burst brought in from a previous generation and then breed it with with the Swellow in Gen 8. Assuming it comes in the DLC for Gen 9, but that is how you get Boom Burst on to Swellow. Yeah, and then just for being thorough, the only other Pokemon we didn't mention that gets it right now is Noivern, which still still yeah. not still not usable. So Noivern needs an air slash buff. It needs a lot. It needed Boom Burst to be a spammy move and not a nuke in the first place. So that, I mean, by the way it's worded, could have happened. But based on what that has meant in the past, I'm, I'm going to say probably unlikely. True. So before we move on to the, to the, this is all just the move updates. We haven't even gotten to the other Niantic news. For the uh, sake of time. I was, I was, I was just going to ask you if you wanted to do any call outs just because we kind of like skimmed over who got the new moves yeah Um, what i was gonna do what i was gonna do is i was gonna link this article into the show notes and then we can kind of touch on our favorites of who's getting new moves and who's what we think are like the overall winners and losers of this one okay well yeah i'm happy just like calling out one from each of the move editions if that works yeah let's do that so obviously this first one is going to be easy because the entire family... Oh wait, that's a lie. The entire family and then a random Titan gets this move. Volt Switch that you had talked about. Yep, that's it is, it is very nice for Magnezone. I, I appreciate that they did that. I want, I'm curious to see how Regieleki is going to do now with the... Now with it getting access to Volt Switch, how quickly is it going to be able to getting to Zap Cannons? Oh wait, no! It just still gets lock on, doesn't it? Right. So okay, yeah. th- again, like the trade-off there is you can actually do some some fast move damage. So similar to at least some of the other Reggies, like I can't help noticing that Reggie Drago did not get a new fast move, so it still only has bite. But hey, give it Dragon Breath, you cowards, or something. Like I realize that physically it doesn't have a tail, but you got you got to do something. While you're doing also, that, I'm, also, I'm looking at also, I liked I liked our our deep dive for the water shuriken. <laughs> oh, the one we talked about pre-episode, but we'll yes. we'll hit on it here. Excelgor gets water shuriken. Do with that information what you will. We found out that it's mostly a thematic edition. Like we we tried <laughs> we tried to make sense of oh maybe there's like a specific meta that they think like oh it'll it'll do well in and the only one that you can even use Excel in in GBL this round is Halloween Cup. So it's it's not that so much as it's just a signature move of both that Pokemon and Greninja. So they're just You can also use Greninja in Halloween Cup. Tacking it on. It, well and <laughs> that that is probably a good comparison point, right? Is just like and I I think our our one shield breakdown was it it goes from beating two meta pokemon in great league to still less than 10 so it's like (laughs) it is an upgrade i guess so good 
it's it's happy news for the Excel Core fans out there. Yeah, it's a it's a nice shiny, so you could maybe do some challenges in the first week of GBL with it. Excel Gore to legend. Someone do it. There's your challenge. <laughs> God. This that's, like, the, yeah, that's one of those descent into madness challenges. Yeah. The the mudshot ones are still making me scratch my head a little bit. More so like Toxicroak. Toxicroak does not need mudshot. It has counter. Like Yeah. Well and, and maybe like that's worth pointing out is it does give Krogunk a better option because that thing only gets I think it's like poison jab, right? And maybe I was gonna say rock smash. Yeah. And it's of course it's not on the Great League list, so I gotta open that. Oh, I I just look up the the game press articles. The battle. Oh, so it, yeah. it has yeah poison jab. Oh, poison, poison jab. Wait, so it gets poison sting. It doesn't even get a fighting fast oh. move, regardless. But yeah. You know, I'm so, yeah, I'm I had no idea I get poison sting. Is that accurate? I have enough Krogunks I can check this. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Poison sting. Today we learned. Or yeah, I mean obviously there hasn't been an excuse to use it really because it's essentially relegated to little cup stuff, but could be could be interesting. That'll be one to have in the back pocket that it now has the mud shot. But yeah, I, I, I agree that they're sort of weird additions. Like even the greedent is um Yeah, greeting is mud shot. Like it's, which, it's it's fine. I mean, because you have you have tackle, which is a one turn fast move, and you have bullet seed, which is a three turn fast move. I guess to help with like I guess alignment plays you have Mudshot, which is a two-turn fast move. I'm trying to play 4D chess when I really don't have to, but some, <laughs> some trainers are going to live and die by don't throw on alignment, or alignment doesn't matter. And I'm just sitting here like, well, I'm not going to say you're wrong, but I'm not going to say you're right at the same time. That that, that part is fine. Um, I, I do think it's an upgrade just for the energy generation version. Like, Bullet Seed wasn't doing it many favors, and Swalot feels like the the real winner of, of that section because it was just rocket infestation. But now it can actually throw its nukes a little bit better. Fair. For my sanity's sake, I'm gonna, not gonna mention Breaking Swipe and all the Pokemon that got it. Okay. I'm you can say, mention something if you'd yeah, like. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say the weird one there is Heliolisk. It's like, okay. All right. <laughs> Wait, doesn't that thing get Volt Switch? Yeah. But it also gets... I think it also already got Parabolic Charge, which is in a weird place right now because it's like one of few... Yeah, it's, just, it's a terrible right. move. And it's like one of the few moves that's supposed to heal right and it just doesn't do anything true because that's that's what it did in the main games right it was it was one of the healing moves i'm gonna say i think you're thinking of electro drift no i need to see what i'm forgetting yeah does damage and restores users hp equal to half of the damage so it's it's like an absorb oh okay then today so, I so yeah it's it's literally the one of 
that category of moves that is currently on a Pokemon, and it just does none of that, and it's a bad move. So it's just, uh, it's it's okay. It it feels like the obvious place for them to like figure out how they're going to treat those moves. Um, I'm glad we're not getting any kind of big mechanics changes. Like they they seem to have just kind of attached to the buffs and debuffs style. But yeah, that one that one is just kind of screaming at me. And the fact that Helios pops up here with Breaking Swipe is, is interesting. Breaking Swipe is Dragon Claw, and you get oh we get you get sixteen energy Dragon Claw. Or sorry, Breaking Swipe does or it costs excuse me fifty energy. So four words are hard. <laughs> 16 where, so you need you five you need five i'm trying to see like is it is it spammier than what it gets already like heliolus i feel like I'm it has mostly yeah so it has as far as its base moves they're yeah 50 energy plus so that yeah, would so be it's it is a direct upgrade i i will i will say like it gives it a bait move which is nice mm, okay it takes it but the the thing to remember is Helolisk has Jolteon stats, so like the depth of move pool is obviously way better, and its typing is worse. So, yep, that's fair. Okay, next one is Blaze Kick. Lucario getting Blaze Kick is definitely an interesting pick for me. Yeah, getting a little bit just more uh, diversity in moveset for Lucario is cool. Um, Pretty much, this is this is one I'm gonna pick the weird one. Like the others, I think are all gonna be fun. But Mianxiao, like why? I think that's one of the few Pokemon that is pure has pure fighting charge moves. It's it's weird because it's stuck with low kick for fighting fast move, so it's like default fast move is poison jab because you know main series like that's a decent coverage move, but its fighting charge move is Brick Break, which is notoriously awful. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. And then it gets Stone Edge Grass Knot. So it would be going into the Bam slash Bait slot. So the Brick Break slot. So it would be running zero fighting damage as a fighting type. So, like, I don't know if there's a niche for that. This is another one of those kind of it feels like excelgor um, <laughs> as far kick. as needing to figure out like why this is being addressed but um yeah super super niche right now maybe it'll get the fighting fast move at some point and be able to be a fighting type but this this is just setting it up to be like use its fighting type defensively maybe like uh, it's and and it's super like attack weighted so it's it's yeah it's, it's probably not worth stressing over but it's just the one that sticks out for me in that category like right, the others right, right. the others are all gonna see play they're gonna be interesting that one okay sure i like i like though that they're giving these moves um both right Razor Shell and Blaze Kick to more Pokemon because they were just kind of ninja into the game on single Pokemon for a while. So yeah, 
I don't. I'm not entirely sure. I agree with Galissapod getting Razor Shell just because it has really good moves in Liquidation and X Scissor. But with X Scissor getting getting to be more expensive, I can kind of see when if if and when trainers decide to go full water on their Galissapods. I feel like that's the trade-off. Is like you either run Razor Shell or Liquidation, right? Because they both have the same effect. Oh wait, it also gets Aerial Ace. Yes. So, uh, Razor Shell is a fifty percent chance for a defense drop. Is it really? I thought it was always the other way around. And Liquidation is thirty, but it's a much better move. Like Razor Shell is one to one, thirty-five energy, thirty-five damage. Ah, yeah, Razor Shell is definitely is that idea in my head. Like, oh, Razor Shell increases attack. No, it just decreases defense of opponent. Yeah. So that's like just a, a strategy to watch for more than anything is if someone's throwing Razor Shell, they're, they're fishing for debuffs uh, for whatever their nuke move is, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, which which brings me to my my pick for Razor Shell is, is the winner, which is to me the barbarical. It's like you have now a different option in your spam slot that is <laughs> we've already <laughs> sort of talked about Brick Break. Here it is again, except it has cross chop, which isn't as bad. Yeah, but yeah, you can it. you can actually have a water charge move on your barbarical. Like even though it's bad, it at least has that fifty percent debuff chance. And you still and you get stab, right? And you can combo with something like mud slap a little decently, just because it's such a cheap charge move. Like you got you got some strats around it, which to me like puts it in the more of a win category than crabs because like they already have they already have crab hammer that thing that's a busted move yeah okay so with grass there's magical leaf and there's trailblaze i'm just gonna talk about trailblaze in the sense that (laughs) there are some pokemon that kind of make me a little like why was this a thing like berserker getting trailblaze when it does it doesn't even have it already has really good moves in like an Iron Head, Close Combat, Foul Play, and now you're getting Trailblaze, which is just gonna yeah. boost the. It already, yeah, it already has three move syndrome where you you can't like cover everything with the moves that it gets, but it didn't have a buff move before, so that's that's kind of neat. Let's make Berserker's attack sky high, and maybe Dawn Fan because having access to counter and then getting off Trailblazes could be a strategy. Well, and and with the earthquake nerf, Dawnfan is just already sort of in a spot where maybe it's it's pivoting where counter body slam trailblaze looks the most likely. Yeah, I'll definitely let you know how that plays out. I have a couple, I have a Dawnfan built. I was gonna say too the the one magical leaf botlight for me is is the the shaman because previously it had essentially unusable fast moves that made it pretty worthless and now you can <laughs> you can actually you can actually run it so the fact that we got what was it four separate shaman over the course of our our covid go fest experience that uh, there is no way we got four shaman i got four shaman i don't i don't know how many you got 
I got three. Okay, so one of them must have been Seattle. Yes, yeah. we'll go with yeah. that. So, but still, three of a single mythical Pokemon without the shiny being involved. It's like, we got a lot of them, and they were pretty bad just by design. So the fact that they're now usable, like, I hope you got a decent roll, because we got a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> and you can you can try it out if you if you like. I I, de- I think I will. It's on the project of things to build. So the first new, the next new move is Triple Axel. Now in the main series games, Weavile and Hitmontop were the biggest abusers of this. So I'll, right off the bat, before anything, I'm giving my my winner to Hitmontop for getting Triple Axel finally. And I think it adds nice coverage to like you can pretty well run that in the Stone Edge slot and keep your your close combat edge um yeah you don't have to go full nukes yeah well and because uh it's a no it's it's a it's a it's a power up so that that's the other thing that hip on top was missing is it didn't have power up punch and this is this is also like where we run into a little bit of do we think it's going to be 45 or 50 energy because it matters (laughs) If it's forty-five energy, Hitmontop is going to be meta. Like I'll, that, I'll I will that's say, that's its it. new cheapest charge move. It's if it's at forty-five, and that puts it in line with Icy Wind, um, mm-hmm. like exactly, just flipping around the the debuff to a buff. And I like that version in my head better than a nerfed Flame Charge <laughs> because. It makes less sense the more I think about it. <laughs> but yeah, Hitmontop getting getting triple axles, ten out of ten. If big asterisk, you know, right there. If it's forty five, if it's fifty energy, shoot. It's still it's still fine. But yeah, getting to have an actual <laughs> reduce reduction in, in weirdness around it because like obviously there were quite a few sims that had you baiting with Stone Edge so that you could hit something with close combat later without debuffing yourself. <laughs> it's just like the mental gymnastics is, is a little little over the top. Well, you're, when you're playing with a Hitmontop, it makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, obviously you can you can always double up and, and that's probably a better strategy just because it's also cheaper. But uh, yeah. It's the, the more I look at the trailblaze list too like the, the more i know in my brain i'm gonna forget these pokemon have grass charge moves now yeah because it's such a random mix like the scorching sands ones at least make sense as they're exclusively ground or fire types so it's like boom okay done trailblaze <laughs> <laughs> it gets Mo- it if it I guess, gets it i guess mostly higher attack stuff with a couple exceptions which it feels it feels weird yeah we'll we'll, but, we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see but with scorching sands or excuse me no i'm sorry with the last move being scorching sands i wanted to see test something out because i see that there's a pokemon there that is very interesting and entei gets it hmm my question is oh no it doesn't doesn't do it 
Doesn't do what? I was thinking if it was if it had scorching sense, would it be enough to beat Dialga? I was wrong. Hmm. I was right. Just just typing wise, like it almost had like it has to be better than Iron Head though. Man, I keep forgetting what the secondary effects of these are. Scorching Sands can is think Scald chance. with Scorching Sands. Okay, yeah. Okay. Chance to debuff. Chance to debuff attack. The other two with Triple Axel and Trailblaze are the boosters. Yeah, are the boosting moves. But yeah, just just like typing coverage wise, like ground is already going to be a lot better option than steel in general even without the secondary effect. Um, I don't think Entei has great... Oh. Okay, so this, this is another like kind of ninja change I forgot about, was they gave it flame charge. So I, I kind of like what's happening there. Like, Entei... Like, I know I ran Raikou to rank 20 last season. Like, I might <laughs> just thematically just throw Entei in there because I, I kind of like that, that combo. And people in general just never think they're going to see a fire type. I mean, we're kind of going back to my Flareon run from two seasons ago, but maybe the new move will be cool. We'll see. Like, honestly, the the way that I'm kind of looking at it is I, I am seeing that I see that Niantic is trying to kind of get away from, like, the big nuke move gets is going to get the win, and they're kind of pivoting towards hey, use these moves, they get a chance to debuff your opponent and kind of turn the tide in your favor. Which I kind of enjoy. I'm not completely sold on the idea, but I see what they're doing. Yeah, well, and the nicest thing is that the uniqueness is is going down. Like, it's it's getting a little bit more permeated into the landscape of, of, of Pokemon that debuffs are, are getting less and less limited to a very small cast that are getting a lot of attention and so I think it's I think it's a fun way to invite more more players to different metas yeah but I think my biggest winner with Scorching Sands without a doubt I'm not going to say Flygon because that's my biggest loser right now hmm? my biggest winner with the Scorching Sand move update is going to be Sandslash yeah and we had briefly touched on that. Like the thing I forgot is that it also gets access to. No, it doesn't. Why? Why did I think it got access to Dick? Anyway, Bulldoze is terrible. Earthquake is getting nerfed. Very glad it's getting the uh, ground scald to go with Night Slash. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like that's that's kind of true for a lot of the Pokemon in Scorch, like that are getting Scorching Sands. Like some of them already have better backup moves. Like uh, I know Palisand gets Earth Power. Same with Claydol and Hippo. But like Excadrill uh, has Drill Run. Yeah, but... and and specifically Diggersby is is kind of what I'm looking at as without Earthquake, that thing was gonna be in a real bad way. It's kind of a giant chicken in the sense like it just kind oh, of pops around. This is why I was thinking of dig. It it also gets dig. So oh. that'll that'll be kind of the question going forward um, is do you, do you run dig or scorching sands 
or I mean, do you do you keep Earthquake even after it is a little bit worse? There will be some holdouts. I highly, highly doubt that everyone is going to change over, or the the trainers that have the candy and dust right are going to build another one. Yeah, and obviously this this all comes down to the official damage for energy when we have our hands on the energy in a couple days. With our luck, it'll be tomorrow. Like, right after we finish recording. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just glad it's not, like, a full week later where it's, like, truly covered everywhere else and we just are like, so that happened. (laughs) Again. Yeah! But we can can thank our new and improved super fast editor for making this dream possible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that the editor the editor really enjoys what we do we we i will give him a bonus of gummy bears when this is over because instead of instead of like three days he gets a day and a half (laughs) i mean it really takes him five minutes right it sure (laughs) (laughs) it takes him about a half hour to do like 20 minutes so if that podcast is like two and a half hours there you go Hmm. but that covers the the move the new move updates. Other Niantic news. We're just gonna fly through these because, yeah, I'm not very excited about this one. Charmander Community Day Classic. I'm not excited at all. I'm the only reason why I'm gonna play is because it's three times Stardust, and I'm really close to two million Stardust. And I'm I'm pleasantly surprised uh, that they're using it as a double legacy move deal again with uh, Dragon Breath and Blast Burn so well, you get, that's you get both two for the price of one yeah it's on it's on the official event page oh shoot we were discussing that earlier today yeah so so that's that's nice obviously the glaring issue is that wing attack is preferred so they're still not giving you that for free but you can at least craft your other versions without elite TMs true and then Ultra Unlock is going to be four times Stardust per catch, which is going to be pretty sweet. And Paldean Starters are coming before the Galarian Starters because Paldean Starters are objectively better than the Galarian Starters. I'm sorry, Galarian folks. I know you love your, your monkey and your soccer player and your, I don't even know what to call Inteleon. Sniper. Sniper. Okay, Sniper. But, you know, it's, it's just I garbage think... tier. I don't know. It's just garbage here. Chikorita is better than all three of them. <laughs> I said what I said. We were, <laughs> we're, we're back to fighting words. Aren't we? <laughs> N- Look, Niantic is going to deal the brunt of my damage. And anyone else who comes after me, by all means, let's do this. Yeah. I, I mean, but... it's it's been said. But obviously, this is, again, similar to the original Galarian event we had. This is just a, a tie-in event for the expansion for the main games. True. But Shiny Lechonk is coming. The new god of Pokemon, Lechonk. And anyone who says otherwise is a heretic. And you know what we do to heretics. We convert are you, are you them. Going, are you going hard for Shiny Lechonk? I'm going to go super hard for Shiny Lechonk. And then when the second part rolls around, I'm going to go hard for Baxcalibur. Yeah, I haven't looked at how any of these events are really working yet. Uh, I did a quick look, too, just at like the updated biome spawns mm-hmm. there's a few of the the shinies like newish shinies that i oh. haven't gotten that'll be around 
So that's, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the continued fossil spawns too. Those were some of my favorites from this season. I also realized you didn't put the, here, I have the Paldean infographic. I'm gonna put it up in infographics. That's gonna be from September 5th through the 10th. I, I asked this in a general way and maybe this is something a listener can answer, but I, I noticed that for whatever reason, despite the fact that the Ghost Stadium continues to have and make infographics, that they aren't like on the auto post channels anymore. So it's just like, were people like angry? So they stopped putting them there? Like, just, I'm confused why it's like gone into manual mode. That's okay. I'm going to change that a little bit and we'll get some some good graphics don't you worry and listener listener if you're listening out there you know the answer to jet's question by all means please let us know we will thank you for that information (laughs) i'm sure there's some juicy juicy tea to go along with that change (laughs) (laughs) all right and then battle frontier news finally because you know we're the official podcast of the battle frontier this is the first time we're talking to talking about the battle frontier about 40 minutes (laughs) excuse me an hour in I mean, it might be 40 minutes once the editor's done with it. (laughs) (laughs) The pools have been released. The captains have been given, have kind of been shown how they're going to do set updates and report scores and all that fun jazz. This will be all captains on deck doing it. And I'm very excited to see how it launches. So from the interview last week. Oh, I was was going to just jump in with a personal question. (laughs) Did we have any knee jerk... uh reactions from the meta team or is that something that we find out next week it's something that we find out next week they're they're okay. test they're going to be testing a lot so if there's any changes that need to be made the meta team will make an announcement it's like obviously they can't even really do due diligence until the first so yeah Makes but you, you know we do give our hats off to the the incredible meta team and everybody that's volunteered to be a part of the new iteration of factions as because you know this community does amazing things together when the right leadership is in charge and when there is obviously a demand for it the community will come together and it will do its thing but as we you know we had spoke with greg and amaze once again amazing people this would not be what's the word this would not come to this would not be possible without their support and their their hard work ethic we have nine or excuse me eight teams per pool and there's six pools in total <laughs> i will say that some pools look very 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 unbalanced and some look like a free-for-all and i'm very excited to see how this is going to be done i feel like your version of unbalanced is just like there are some teams that have have some room to prove themselves <laughs> and there are other teams that we know that they're going to take the top spot. I mean, we'll see, right? Like the, the the teams of old, a lot of them have a little bit shaken up rosters as well. So, yeah. And as I kind of alluded to in that Discord, that everyone goes, "Wow, this free agency was really crazy. We're just picking p- players or picking up teams that couldn't make it in left and right. What's going to happen?" I'm gonna say you know when we when we open it up to more teams and those te- people will leave and go like back to their old teams. You're just gonna have to scramble all over again, like. <sighs> but nobody really wanted to have that conversation, so. <laughs> you know, I'm excited with our two pickups. Hopefully, you know things can change, but we're fully prepared to move forward. 
Dinair Don't Care got into pod number three, and we're gonna focus on that one for a second, because pod number three has Northeast Battlers Utter Madness, Evan Stonks, Phoenix Rising, Muddy Water, Hammerhead, and Hammerheads. We were currently the third, we were third from the bottom in terms of team, in terms of team rank, when the, what's the word, when the words are difficult. When the data was crunched, our team came third to the bottom in that tier. So it was very much a, we're going to be on that team that has to show people something. That's that's what we like, right? <laughs> well, I mean, when you have a when you have a shit poster in chief as the captain, hi. <laughs> oh, I, I just meant it was it was echoing MJ and the show me something. So uh, well, he said we weren't gonna he wasn't gonna talk about as much because our listeners will give us the grief. And you know, now that we post our episodes in that server, in that server, there's definitely going to be a lot of. I'm talking. I just hope that the team, like the team, all knows that it's in good fun, and you know, being on this team doesn't kind of means you do have a target on your back. I certainly hope so. Like more more than anything, it's 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 just fun knowing that battles are, are literally just right around the corner. Yeah, September fourth. I'm so excited. Oh, it's gonna be fun. But I think. After it's all said and done, we are going to upset the world and we are going to finish ahead of Muddy Water and ahead of Utter Madness. And Evan Stonks, because they're they're diamond tier. <laughs> I, sa- I said what I said. And again, like the, the fun part is, is, I think I talked about this in Vanilla, just getting to rub shoulders with the high quality players like is, is always fun. It's always nice to have learning opportunity and i look forward to those just like high quality battles you know we did lose our scrimmage match against hoosier daddies but like i told the team when it came to the scrimmages as long as they know what they're doing and they kind of shook shook off the rust a little bit and kind of get got back into the groove of it even though the score scoreboard was a scoreboard i think i'm really confident that our team is going to do really really well yeah well and that reminds me like i need to check in with people to make sure they're feeling good about their their builds especially since based on what i understand of the format like it's it's kind of one of those where you really just have to decide as a team like what looks like the best lineup because you're not um at least there's not going to be a paper trail for what you've run prior so you can kind of just tinker with what you think the best line is for these metas oh yeah there is no scouting (laughs) good luck at least for right now you know this first cycle is not gonna have scouting next cycle there may be some scouting like they might go back under the hood tweak some things but it's more of a long-term question obviously you know there was plans for long term back then or during the interview like we had talked about however we do also want to be realistic like we're not going to put words in the in the admin's mouths they, all that was said was there are plans for long term so whatever yeah. happens happens we are here for it I feel that it's probably a good idea just for within a team and then also for the teams that you play against just to track though like um, the the different lineups and just, just have that document for yourself somewhere yeah I'm probably going to change that google sheet up a little bit to see just kind of make some changes of my own just like for our team 
but yeah, exactly. The biggest, according to MJ, the toughest pulls are pull six, three, and two. Of course, you know, looking at it, I will. I'm not going to call call out the fact that Rock Paper Slark and Brave Nerds are in the same division, <laughs> even though that's been said a lot. I've been assured that Hand Over Heart, Gout's Honor, it was completely RNG based. Well, and I mean, that that makes it more fun anyway, right? Like, just <laughs> knowing that they did their best to make it as as random as possible, so it's, like, effectively as unlikely as possible, and just still ended up face-to-face is, is pretty great. Destiny. <laughs> Fair. So, yeah, that that is definitely going to be the thing to look out for. I was kind of looking at pool number six with players like or with teams like icy wind who's your daddy's decidue dynasty electrum that is technically a new team but it's the stadium elite silver team team omega lol and chicago starts that is going to be a stacked team i didn't i don't know that i knew that that they changed their name yeah they they decided to change it because and this is just from what i can remember they decided to change their name after you know, like half the players weren't really on Stadium Elite anymore, so they were just like, "Man, let's change it." Save, save, save everyone a headache, I guess. Pretty much, yeah. And so, like that, play, that whoever gets out of that pool unscathed is going to be a very battle-hardened team. Of course, we want to wish the Hoosier Jays the best of luck. ZT Smith, go get him. That's all I can really say. <laughs> um, do you? want to talk about the battle frontier metas yes because i am totally not stalling for time and looking up what those metas are (laughs) i mean all right i'm gonna echo a little bit of what was said during the interview but just the fact that they exist on pv poke is so nice i love it too it feels it feels so much more real (laughs) so we can kind of breeze to the open Great League and open Ultra League because they're not they're they're not going to have an open point system and Mega Pokemon are banned, so it's going to be all bets are off. Fifteen hundred for Great League, twenty five hundred for Ultra League. Now in the Master League, for the time being, there is still that open format with no point system. You're allowed I thought, one. I thought they officially said there is a point system. They haven't changed it yet, so I'm going off of the. I'm going hey, off of the. I'm going the... off of the official announcement. I just saw in general chat that there was a thing. Oh, where? Uh, Hollow was talking about it. Oh, we announced we're going to points for. Oh, they are going to points. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. So wherever wherever that announcement actually exists, we should probably we should probably track it down. I'm gonna get on Greg and say, Hey, Greg, can you give us an update in announcements, please? So the Master League is gonna go into a point system for the time being. It's still gonna be one mega permitted and mega charizard gengar gyarados tyranitar swampert gardevoir latias latios rayquaza diancie and the primals are all banned for the time being in field meta one we have the aurora cup or the yasu cup or whatever cup or the the charmers go nuts cup in the sense that pokemon with fire steel or poison typing are not allowed in addition to pokemon that can learn a fire move, learn a steel move, or learn a poison type move, or have hidden access to hidden power, are banned. 
Mega Pokemon, Chansey, Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres, and the Galarian forms, Carbing and Pachirisu are also banned. And to add a layer of clarification, if a Pokemon is capable of learning the moves we had said is banned, example, Clefable is banned because it can learn Meteor Mash. So, so that yeah, is a- even even the charmers aren't necessarily safe. True. But this next one in the Savannah Cup, only Pokemon is going to be a great league one again. Bug, Grass, Normal, and Electric are allowed. In addition, Polyrath, Jotonian, Quillfish, Togetic, Blaziken, Regirock, Tyrant are also allowed. But Mega Pokemon, Shadow Pokemon, Pidgeot, Noctowl, Lantern, Vigoroth, Unobin, Stunfist, Diggersby, and Dubwool are banned. I wonder if the recent, like, if this set of changes will change their mind on, like, a Lantern ban or not. They might, there might be something, but we've been assured, or I've been assured by the meta team that once the the energies are put in, they're going to do like their due diligence to get everything ready by the first, by the kickoff of the first bout. So yeah, you know, half a week, no big deal. <laughs> just, just casual, casual work in uh, Pokemon Meta Land. Yeah. Well, they're supposed. I think they'll be going live around August the thirty first. We'll have the energy, you know, the energy stuff, and then September first, that Friday, everything will be. Everything has to be set in stone by then. Um, I forgot to talk about play Pokemon. I was gonna ask if you wanted to do that like after a break or. Yeah, we can do that after the break. <laughs> um, just, just so like we can like actually kind of wrap. Uh the meta discussion up like if you wanted to look at like the the field metas a little bit if, if that was your intention yes top 10 in the battle frontier for... is top 10 in the battle battle frontier for the aurora cup is chrysalia metachamp ligatung regirock Lantern, Shadow Alolan Ninetales, Shadow Obama Snow, Defense Deoxys, Aurorus, and Jellicent. That's your top 10 on PV Poke. And the only Wait. one that stands out, like, we, we already kind of mentioned Lantern for the other meta because it's banned. Mm-hmm. Like, that one is, is likely going to shift a bit. That's true. It's like, well, it'll it'll be interesting to see where Metacham ends up uh, because assumption is it won't get that much worse because it'll continue doing meta jam things but we'll see especially yeah. with the, the comboed with the sky attack nerf like that's that also kind of cuts into its counters right so on balance maybe not a great combination <laughs> if, <laughs> if that was your goal but yeah we'll, we'll see well it's just gonna make pokemon like jellicent and alola ninetales a little bit more I would say a little bit more interesting, or not interesting, but a little bit more viable because those are hard walls to Metachamp. Yeah, well, and and the other like the the flip side is for Lantern. Like, what's what's the trade off if the preferred fast move becomes Water Gun? Like, what what does it no longer cover? And Jelson is kind of on that list, right? Yeah. Because it'll take longer to get to Thunderbolt, which means you get outpaced to Shadow Ball. Yeah, and and I mean, we'll we'll we will have to see if that is even true, right? Like, it'll obviously take more time, regardless of how much less energy Spark generates. But maybe the fast move damage makes up for it. Like, we'll we'll have to see 
because I mean Lantern is kind of at least with the spark change becoming a new Pokemon. You know, also if we wanted to, Zimmy's favorite Pokemon is ranked twenty six and it's sporting a ninety on PV Poke for the time being. So if we wanted to put Zimmy in the open great in the in the Aurora Cup for to relieve that surfetched honor, we could. Opposing players, if you're listening, that is a joke. Yes. Not gonna <laughs> happen. I don't even know where I'm gonna put my players yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I think Flygon yeah, Flygon is allowed, but it is not gonna have a great time. Ranked way down in the one seventies in this cup. Which is Well, I mean you you have to think about the stuff it takes advantage of and it's just like it has none of the steals or poisons um, or gr- yeah. fires or yeah even just like it doesn't like just based on the top 10 list like they're just not squishy enough and the wrong types <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the closest you get is the ready rock i guess but even that thing like it just the focus blast hits back too hard yeah Maybe with scorching sands. <laughs> even, yeah, but even even like Stone Edge like does too much to Flygon because like it also kind of suffers from being pretty attack weighted. It's actually not really attack weighted, speed weighted. <laughs> right. I just I just mean like how that translates to go stats. Yeah, that's true. Do you have any sleeper picks for the Aurora? For the Aurora field? Um, kind of, so Aurora, it'll be most interesting to me to see how people kind of get away from the top 10. Like, these are Pokemon that people are used to, These like, they're super reliable whenever they show up in a meta, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the creativity that kind of breaks those cores that we're pretty well used to at this point, like... When when your top three are Cresselia, Metacham, Lickitung, it's like I feel like we've danced this dance before. <laughs> and of course, like Defense Diocles isn't that far down the line. But just that there's three Ices in the top ten is, is pretty cool. Like I imagine that has more to do with their coverage outside of those top ten. So like maybe they don't end up as useful just because they are there because of everything in the pool rather than what you're most likely to see if that makes sense so yeah that's that's maybe my asterisk is that um ice type doesn't have obvious play against what you're most likely to see but if if you're still feeling good about it like obviously there's there's more than just top three, but I think that's kind of what you have to prepare for is crest medi lickitung and mm. how to how to break into that triangle or like cover multiple of those with your other picks is is really gonna be the nuance of this cup. I understand. I can tell you my sleeper pick for Aurora, which I please, know please that, and somebody out there is about to get very upset at this, but uh, Zapdos. Go go on. Okay. So Zapdos with, you know, Thundershock, Thunderbolt, and Drill Peck. Just to, just to clarify, do, are we talking vanilla Zapdos or Shadow Zapdos? 
Oh, shoot. Let's do Shadow Zapdos for because it's ranked higher. But okay. to me, it, it can go either way. Like to me, yeah. To me, it can go either way. If you want to run the Shadow, run the Shadow. Run the normal. It's not going to make a difference. So you've got you have Thundershock. So you have a lot of Mons in the top ten, like Obama Snow. Stay with me for a second. You got like Pokemon that are ranked high, like Obama Snow, Metacham, Jellicent, Araquanid. They share a form of a weakness to Zapdos, in the sense of Drill Pick or Thunderbolt. Now, obviously, if you put Zapdos in the lead against an Obama Snow, you're going to lose. But if you put Zapdos in as a closer, once shields are down, that Zap and you kind of give it the Frost Last treatment with it, it's like a two or three Thundershock, actually two Thundershock energy lead, you are going to run Roughshot over almost everything that is not named Lickitung. Because I don't think you can outbulk Lickitung. But like I'm kind of looking at the top ten, like going further down, Araquanid at eleven, Lorantis, Shadow Polyrath, Noctowl, Regular Polyrath, no duh, Pelipper, Whimsicott, Phalanx, Surfetch. I think that Zapdos might be a really good sleeper pick. You gotta obviously you gotta set it up correctly, but we'll allude this we'll allude to this in the salsa bar. But if you get shields down Shield advantage on a Zapdos? Oh, watch out. All right, now tell me why I'm wrong, Jet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it, it just uh, feeds into our prior conversation a little bit, where it does okay into Medi specifically, but both Licky and Cress are a little bit of an issue for it. However, I did like your commentary that pretty much any other support around those Pokemon though it can take care of and obviously the the shadow Thunderbolt is still a lot of damage so it's it's got it's got play I like I like the call out especially yeah so one of the things that was really nice about Zapdos in Ember you know your all-time favorite meta was that it was one of (laughs) one, one of the few uh, reliable checks to a Polyrath, and I, I feel like that's that's still true and even more relevant now that I feel that Polyrath has really just gotten even more popular with the the counter edition. So just having it there to do that job is not a terrible idea. Like obviously, it struggles against Medi and Cress itself and Jellicent, which is seeming like because it's good against two of the three like it, that it's also going to be around um, but Zapdos can can play into the Jellison also a little bit uh, but it's 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 worth having in the conversation right like even 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 if it only is picking on one corner of the the base triangle yeah and so that's why I think that I would call it a good pick, but obviously it's going to need some help. Maybe pair it up with, ooh, let's see here, pair it up with an Alolan Ninetales and a Sableye. Or Ligatung will still be a problem, but you get what I mean. <laughs> I'm not going to build out a team for Aurora. That's um, So if you have Mons for Great League, like you have a team... For this meta already is is something that is worth mentioning also this isn't going to break your bank 
as far as likely suspects, they're they're all here. The the stuff that has been useful in in self or in GPL, you can pretty much run here. Yeah. So your your kind of throwaway comment of oh our our open Great League specialists can come play here is like absolutely. This is this is definitely an, an easy trade off for those players. Ooh, that gives us more flexibility. We can rotate field specialists in open Great League. So I mean that that should be the uh, the takeaway. Brain is braining now. <laughs> All right. Do you have? I honestly don't have much else to say about Aurora other than it started out as a joke, but it kind of looks like it's going to be a really good cup to play in. That's my final thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts? No, I feel like we landed in a good place, and <laughs> I feel like we've kind of legitimized it with how much, like. It is not just a, a fairy meta. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, the Alola Ninetales is higher, higher up there, but we we talked about that a little bit. Where it's it sort of breaks into the triangle, but it's it doesn't have an obvious spot in there. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to break that thing, but I think Sableye could do a pretty decent job as well. I think I saw that on this list. I hope I saw it on yeah. the list. Well, and and it's it's a good one to bring up because again, it's it's playing into Cress and Medi and Jelly, which will also be prevalent as we mentioned. So, well, alrighty. So let us move into the Savannah Field, where golly, it's like a night and day difference. So your top ten in Savannah is going to be. Regirock, Polyrath, Buzzwool, Trash Wormadam, Blaziken, Dunsparce, Pachirisu, Roserade, Fortress, and Togedemaru. Not gonna lie, the score drop from Regirock to Polyrath is very concerning. Yeah, I mean, well, Regirock is just one of those Pokemon you have to expect to see. Yeah. Even even its losses are it's like as far as Q losses are still over 400 rating so there's only one thing that hard walls it and that's counter polyrath well no duh polyrath just say polyrath taco you dumb dumb <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah when when you pull up the actual like quote unquote meta matchups that one stands out because it's under 100 rating but yeah you, you still have stuff like chestnut that can and Ooh other grass types that are that are looking good there so i was actually about to say do you think that chestnut might be a sleeper pick because it's it's well it's still ranked pretty high at 26 out of the possible 50 pokemon that are considered quote-unquote viable and for those listening at home on pv on pv poke i consider anything above an 80 as viable everything under that is going to be very niche don't ask me why. It's just how my brain works. You, you, you've had the experience to inform that decision. But like, <laughs> uh, I feel like the often talked about comparison point is the scores that accompany some of the GBL metas, where they have like ten Pokemon above eighty, and then it drops off. <laughs> where it's stuff like you know fighting conflict and etc where there are a few that kind of are 
by far the best, and then everything else is just filler. Well, you know, now that you say that, there was a sleeper pick that I kind of want to shout out now that could be a really good mon to use, and that is okay. our favorite. And that is our favorite flower dinosaur, Meganium. Now, hear me out. Meganium with Frenzy Plant and Earthquake, right? You beat Regirock and Polyrath. Obviously, yeah, you beat Regirock and Polyrath pretty easily. Asterisk. And you could still get, you know, everything in, like, aside from the bugs, you and Blaziken, you can do a lot of chip damage to Dunsparce, Pachirisu, Roserade, and Togedemaru. You're hard-walled by Tropius and the bugs, of course, and Jumpluff. But if you're, whatever is put up against Meganium is gonna, and Chansey, but if you run Chansey, I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't respect you, I hate you, and I really hope that all your battles <laughs> in GBL this season are decided by you losing CMP. Anyway, as I was saying, I think that Meganium could be a really good sleeper pick based on its performance against the top 20. Yeah, it's it's got a few things that it's double weak to, so it's it's not without risk. But just the fact that it is one of the Pokemon that has an angle on the top two, like includes it in the conversation. Question. Yo. How can Meganium be double weak to something if it's a pure grass type? The double typing of the opponent? Like aka aka Oh. Jump fluff. oh okay okay that's what she meant. yeah where like so the the grass flyers like both double resist or triple resist it's it's charge moves so that's all bad news okay um, i was looking at it like if if an opponent pokemon threw a move onto meganium it would do double super double, effective double damage super effective? yeah, yeah. No, okay so i just i just interpret it the different way yeah okay so do you what is your sleeper pick for Savannah? Like I, I have a kind of a category for Savannah that I was trying out in our practice, just kind of leaning towards more fast move pressure. And in general, I, I liked that, especially for like the safe swap options. Like I don't know that there's specifically a real safe swap in the in this meta like there there is huge rps potential so that's kind of gonna be the fulcrum of this of this meta is like <laughs> what what you can make work as a safe swap because there's not a whole lot that feels safe <laughs> like obviously the the ranking of of the reggie rock and, and the high score or whatever but yeah as soon as you see the polyrath and the fact that it just stomps the Reggie is is pretty impactful because obviously then you have to deal with the Polyrath after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if you if you hard swap your Reggie Rock and they have that waiting, so or you lead into it, like also bad. Um I think I did that one time. Anyway, oh no. It was it was fine, nothing bad happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. Uh, but yeah, in, in in general, that's my initial takeaway for the, for this this meta is that it's it's really going to be a matter of finding the, the the safe swap that works for you. 
or just hard reading your opponent. Like there, if if you've played metas that have kind of pretty obvious top two threats, like we have here with with Regirock, Polyrath, and then just kind of having to play around that. And there's there's a lot of picks here that aren't particularly bulky like you have exceptions you have stuff like Ligatung still but obviously that thing is not having a great time against Polyrath so it doesn't do its regular job as well um so you it's it's just it's gonna be a little bit sketchier than some people are used to like and especially the the obvious comparison point is the Aurora field that is is gonna be way comfier as as far as just like it's gonna be a lot of switches and catches and um playing with the the bulk and this is not that that does make sense so i was kind of theorizing a little bit of buzzwool and because it says on paper it can beat polyrath and reggie rock but it can beat one or the other it cannot beat both yeah, and, and that's that is the story, right? Is you're, you're not going to stop the combo. Actually, it's it's really just a one or the other. And my my hot tip for using the the team builder or even just looking at the initial kind of setup when you're when you're looking for things that are going to beat Polyrath actually. Is that the default set on PB Poke is Ice Punch Power Punch, and a lot of the time it's going to be more like Ice Punch Scald. So yeah. be aware of that. <laughs> like there are some Pokemon that on the the PB Poke paper are looking good into Polyrath, but as soon as you have the more likely move set punched in, it suddenly doesn't look as good. Gotcha. Like, Buzzwool's fine, especially because it has the lunge to debuff, so it can kind of save itself a little bit, but you, you do still need to land a superpower. That does make a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, Buzzwool's kind of sim hero y, kind of looking at wind conditions. But, superpower must be landed. Yeah, so so my, my trial for bug fighters especially was i i was interested in heracross but that thing is so bait dependent i i much i'm leaning much more towards buzzle yeah that does make a lot of sense actually man buzzle is so glassy too yeah and double week to flying and there are flyers around and with the tropius benefiting from aerial ace like those are going to be coming more often so true 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 well okay so this will be your wrap up not wrap up <laughs> went on autopilot for a second this is a great preview into what the what's it called into what the the metas are going to be like i am super excited i can speak on behalf of the team that they are ready to go I'm not going to speak for Jet because he's right here next to me. I I liked my team overall, aside from the Heracross, where I was I was suckered in by how it looked on the team builder, which is why I brought that up about Polyrath. Interesting. 
Well, alrighty then. So, with the meta previews and the move updates and Niantic news out of the way, we are going to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that little commercial break because I know I did. You always do, Taco. I'm not contractually obligated to say it or may or may not be. (laughs) Anyway, we are going to take this time to thank our amazing patrons. If you would like to become one, we do have the Patreon link down below. You can support. Did you you check if we have any new patrons? (laughs) I did check if we had any new patrons. (laughs) Good job. So if you would like to support the show, you can do so for as little as a dollar. We are on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Podcasts. Or Audible. Fancy. So if you would like to throw money at us because you enjoy us that much, we really appreciate it. If not, no worries. Just give us a follow or a rating or a review. And, you know, if it's witty enough, we'll definitely put it on. We'll definitely read it on air. Because, you know, if you tell us we're doing a good job, we will take that to heart and we appreciate it. We also do have a always free Discord. You can join in the link down below. Come join, hang out, make some memes, take part in the fellow degeneracy and or bullying Taco for the many foul-ups he does. Or when he makes a new channel for a specific purpose, it just gets turned into something else. I just just, saw... Because I was like, oh man, we had so many responses in our brand new weekly question and answer channel. And I was like, what are all these links? Yeah. There yeah. there was that. And then you guys bullied me into making a random cool spawns channel when I just thought that would be achievements and went from there. Hey, people people like to show off like the cool things that they find on their walks and stuff. You're right, it was fair. And I did I did also say that I thought I had made the channel already, so I made it from there. So, But with that, we're going to go ahead and ask a question from a couple of weeks ago when we did the... when we did the interview with Greg and Amaze. Gosh, it feels like so long ago. We asked y'all, how are you feeling about the Battle Frontier? Teammate Ryblet replied, excited. Tap, 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 tap. I can't get over that. Our other fellow teammate, Jack of Hearts, replied, excited to have the motivation to play again. Hype. It is very hype, and I, I really enjoy it. One of the patrons, Sotiri, we forgot to shout out the patrons again. Taco, you're bad, you're bad, bad person. <laughs> I, I did derail you. So yeah. <laughs> he responded with, excited to never have charge jams again. And if that wasn't a mood, I don't know what is. But to be quite honest... After GoFest that happened, my charge jams are looking really good. I'm back up to 75. Whoa. You, you, I, did, you did way more raids than I did. <laughs> I was really looking for a Hundo Rayquaza, but I failed and got four shinies out of it. I mean, not that sounds like a humble brag, but I had a goal, and now I'm going to trade those shiny Rayquazas for lucky trades to hopefully yeah. get a Hundo that way. I was going to say, that sounds like additional opportunities. <laughs> and then finally, professional instigator Moist Donut replies, thought it was for funsies type of thing, 
but it turned into a real deal thing. So there's that. Those were our Discord responses, by the way. And, you know, honestly, I kind of felt the same way. I thought it was a four funsies thing, and then it became a real thing. And now we're we're about to set off on the maiden voyage. So, yeah. I feel like if, if you're doing it right, it, it's, it can be both. True, true, true. But I'm going to go back now and right the wrongs, and I'm going to shout out our patrons. Thanks, Obama, ZT Smith, and Sotiri. For their kind and general kind donations to help us keep the digital lights on. We do also have tiers of the Patreon. We have the $1, $5, and $10 tier. $1 gets you a shout out. $5 gets you access to the recording booth chat so you can practice in real time. And $10, I don't remember what we what we put at the $10 route, but gosh darn it, I'm going to remember. It's It sounds great, whatever it is. <laughs> The now mystery I, the mystery just sells it, doesn't it? Now that I now that I have Patreon pulled up, you'll get ad-free episodes and you get to do Q&As with the hosts. Which means I we we get to put out an extra episode on Patreon if anybody subscribes to that tier. Yay. I mean, that's cool, I'm done. Same. It could be about anything too. It doesn't necessarily have to be about Pokémon Go. So, that was last week's this week's community engagement question is going to be in your opinion which pokemon do you think are the biggest winners and or losers of this move update already we do have some answers to this question and i should probably pin it so that it doesn't get lost so (laughs) we're evolving in real time yeah definitely so if you have an answer feel free to respond to it on discord in the channel that we made Feel free to respond to it on Spotify. Feel free to tag me on Twitter. I refuse to call it X because it just sounds weird. I mean, the the website itself is still called Twitter. So until that changes, I feel justified. There we go. So feel free to respond to us in any of the... Feel free to respond any of those ways. Definitely, definitely, definitely will read all answers as long as they're coherent and or safe for work allowed on this podcast. And who knows? We might even give you a gold star for creativity. So, Jet, it is now time for us to talk about our Play Pokemon segment. Hooray. Because we had, you know, we did not record when the winner had been crowned for Worlds. I feel like we're really late to the party on that. But congrats to It's Axon. There's there is great content on that. And I will, I will plug his... Um, recap stream like that was that was a great overview if anyone hasn't checked it out yet oh yeah i remember that one. i was watching it for a little bit but there are some you know little tidbits we do have to get away on the play pokemon segment so the official move so they officially moved to the championship points format we had talked about earlier regional winners will no longer get auto invites to worlds slash travel awards you got to earn those points 500 points for north america players gets you an invite to worlds I thought I thought the first place got an invite, but it just didn't cascade. Was that was that inaccurate? I kind of interpreted it as you get the you just get like a lot. Like if you win two regionals, you get it's enough to qualify for worlds. I think because it's like two hundred and fifty points if you win a regional. Okay, I could I could be misremembering, but we'll we'll see. But you are you are correct. There is no like cascading 
after a winner in this case. So maybe you are maybe you're also right in saying like if you win a regional, you get an invite to worlds. That's that's how I thought they did the announcement, but we can we can double confirm. We will confirm that in a later episode, which probably means in five minutes or next week. <laughs> so Pogo IC recently had their league challenge where I was I decided to take part and I brought out the jersey first time wearing it. I was super excited and I was I was able to take third place again. But I was able to beat the person that beat me last last month. I was super happy about that. But step in the right direction. But the new there was these two newcomers that we met at GoFest, and they go, "Hey, I heard you're really good at PvP." I said, uh, "I'm not good, but I'm good enough to pass for something." Um, of course, that that wasn't me trying to humble brag. I'm just like, "Yeah, I play PvP. Sometimes I'm good, sometimes I'm not." Sometimes I go full taco. <laughs> well, in this case, they the, I invited them out to the tournament, the league challenge. I said, "Hey, just make a play Pokemon account." Bring that trainer ID, come to the, come to Critical Hit here in Iowa City, and let's let's battle. It's gonna be Swiss format. Oh, before I forget, regionals are still gonna be double elimination. It sucks, I know, but meh. Maybe they'll change the Swiss next season. Hopefully, at least, at least now we know. And it was already kind of like in a weird space, just because it meant they would have to have more devices available. So it makes sense. I would just hope that they let us use our phones or something. Just bring in extra cell towers. Like, <laughs> like they let us use our personal phones at the locals. And, like, the way that their formula is set up, locals are going to be an integral part of the points needed to qualify for Worlds. So, like, is it really that hard of a stretch just bring in, like, extra cell to- or extra, like, Wi-Fi towers or signal boosters or something? At least, just- at least for us, it's... Pokemon Company International, so they might be open to hearing comments on stuff like that, whereas other hosts don't even have in-person events still, so they're... I'm I'm happy we get to play. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. I'll I'll be happy with what I have for right now, but if you have constructive feedback, feel free to put in a support ticket. That is the best way to communicate with them. Anyway, so I played this trainer. I breezed through my first round. I was super happy. Second round, well, it was, it was going to be three rounds. The second round, I played against the newer trainer. He goes, I really did not want to fight you. And I go, hey, don't sell yourself short, bud. Like, your team looks really good. And he had a Shadow Crobat. And I'm thinking, okay, so I have Defense Form Deoxys. And that should be good enough, right? Oh, and Registeel. As long as I don't get hit with a Shadow Ball, my odds are looking really, really good. Well, I win the first game. I lose the second game because I, I misplayed horribly. And then the third game, I got red hard. So I unfortunately lost round two to a Shadow Crobat. This is also doubling as a Salsa Bar because it was kind of embarrassing. But the make matters worse it was a poison fang sludge bomb crobat like all i needed was enough health on registeel and i could have gotten off with a win but misplayed pretty bad and ended up taking third and didn't even get the top cut which apparently is a thing now at at challenges so i walked away with 12 points yay but I gotta, I gotta do a lot better these next couple. I gotta do better for the next September League Challenge and for the League Cup, because I, I will not lose to 
out of state, out of towners on my home turf. <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> gotta, that right now. Gotta gotta have that crown. I'm saying that right now. Like I haven't won a tournament since June. I'm I'm getting hungry for another win. Yeah. Well, and you you get to play in a new meta, so it's it's kind of exciting to fully fully close the book on that uh, version of play Pokemon meta. Yeah. But I also do want to put out the invite. The League Cup is going to be September the 24th at Critical Hit Games in Iowa City. The page has already been posted on the play pokemon website so if you're in the iowa surrounding area this is a massive tournament 50 up to 50 points are on the line for first place and it's going to be a really chill chill event so it's gonna be a great time but one thing that was really interesting is we also had smash that night like super smash bros and tcg and it was the first tournament of the new year or of the new school year and so it was pretty crowded and the T.O. goes to me and says, hey, how would you feel about playing on a different day? And I told him, whatever you tell me, I will tell them and they will listen. Like, not to sound, not to sound like too big, but it's like, it's like, you're the T.O. Whatever, you, whatever you say go goes and I will communicate to them. And if they don't like it, well, they can kick rocks and travel. <laughs> they can travel 45 minutes to the next the next local tournament if it's that important to them. Like, well, and we know that having fewer people around means we have more consistent gameplay so yes it's it's a no-brainer as far as like getting quality assurance and yeah so i was that that didn't like of course that came off as like super duper mean and i have nothing but like the best like the best things to say about my community but at the end of the day i totally get that you know having it on a tuesday night isn't the best thing in the world to do However, I will say that we are at the mercy of the game shop. If the game shop says no Pokemon on, say, Sundays because Yu-Gi-Oh is going on, well, we got to we gotta respect that. And so if it happens to be on a different day, I'm not going to fret. I'm just going to say, all right, it's a new day, and we're going to go from there. Yeah, just got to gotta update your announcements. Yeah. The League Cups, however, it's going to be on a Sunday, so we will be sharing it with the Yu-Gi-Oh players and it should be a fun time. I hope you can get along. <laughs> so that is also the salsa bar part where I lost to a Shadow Crobat. But man, that trainer played out of his mind. Like he ended up taking second. I felt bad to lose to him, but at the same time, I felt a good deal of respect. It was like, ah, this is what it feels like to lose to a niche Pokemon. Is this how it feels when I beat people with Flygon? Probably. Just fleeting moment of clarity. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for the final time this season, Jet, let's talk about some GBL progress. All right. So where did Uh, you end off? (laughs) So we talked last time, which is now like a few weeks back with the whole interview thing about how like I just needed to play and I'd hit legend. And that's what happened the next day. (laughs) But I was like, should we like do an addendum? Should we re-record? It's like eh, whatever. We'll, we'll we'll get there. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to Shireen again. I copied his legend run team at the end of Great League and gained like the about 150 points that I needed plus an additional 50 in six sets because I was still when we had 10 sets a day. So ah. it was just, like all at once. I was like, okay, well there we go. <laughs> Um, we did it yeah and then like 
just made probably because it's just Master League and Catch Cup. Like, despite Triple Dust, I really haven't played uh, since it changed over. Where I was like, okay, I got what I wanted. <laughs> I feel like it also doesn't help that I am not super interested in the legendaries right now. So, like, even like the chance of getting them through encounters in GBL is is not enough to get me in the door. So. Yeah, that's that's kind of just where I'm hanging out. I might play tomorrow just to get a little bit of the extra dust before it's gone, but we'll see. That's fair. I unfortunately ended at Veteran, just cracking the 2500. So it's a little off from Legend, but this is the new kind of plateau where I'm going to be at. So, well, it was yeah, it was it was your first time hitting Vet, right? Yeah, and you got to kind of hit it and then. You got up to, I want to say, 26-something, and then we're kind of in 22-23 land until recently, right? Yeah, 26-10 is what I peaked at, and then I just, I fell pretty hard. Uh, I was down in the 2200s, and I clawed back up. I don't regret this season. Like, this is probably the hardest I've worked this season, and, you know, streaming on the Palatown PvP server or Twitch channel has helped me you know get to my goals however like it feels bad that i didn't get to legend but i, I gotta walk before i learn how to crawl <laughs> you or, you got that i much gotta I, I gotta crawl before i can walk before i can run that's yeah so i my next goal for next season is going to be to make expert that that is going to be what i'm at but i am gonna i'm gonna push so we'll see what happens. I'll be trying out some of the new the new mons for the first five. What's it called? The first five ranks because you just have to battle and kind of go from there. Honestly, so I want to say like the first ten, you're in pretty much clear for using whatever you want because yeah, you yeah. literally don't have to win any for the first five or six, but you only have to win one for the next several after that too yes but you still have to oh goodness there is no way that this is legitimate to what i was gonna say this is, there's no way this is legitimate looking at the ranks like what you need yeah september 21 22 that's that's not i can I remember because I... I was i was looking at the speed run uh, calendar because i remember Okay, so it's up to rank six. It's just play the battles, and then it, rank seven you got to win one. Rank eight is two. Rank nine is three. Rank ten is four. Rank eleven is five, and then ten. No, it's it's just one for each of those. Oh, is it? Yeah. Because I remember I went oh five one time, and it kind of set me back pretty hard. That's yeah. It's it's after. Okay. As soon as you get past ten. Okay, so I just have to win one. That's that's what I'm going to work on. Okay. Well, it looks like it looks like that is that's an episode for this week. Super excited. Time to enjoy our anniversary jet. What does that we, mean? <laughs> it's it's our new it's happy new year. <laughs> or the other thing, I was going to say, well, episode 50 is just around the corner. That's going to be a fun one. I mean, that does also say that we've been fairly consistent at 
actually doing this as a weekly thing, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. Out of 52 weeks, we did 43 episodes. I consider that a success. Yeah, that's 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 pretty high percentage. I don't think I want I'm going to do the math on it. <laughs> and I like I will kind of give us the out that there was a few of those breaks that were legitimately for lack of content. Yeah, and you know, we're not going to just sit in front of a microphone installed. We wanted to do that. We'll just watch a play Pokemon Regional where they're having technical difficulties. <laughs> not throwing shade there at uh, all <laughs> well and it's like you want to talk about things that i would be garbage at doing it is it is it is just talking honestly you're not nice. <laughs> honestly you're not wrong i'm pretty bad at that too so if there's no content we'll say hey there's no content we'll meet you next week but you know other stuff happened like there was the wedding and then holiday time and there then... was the day you got hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> that did happen too. Memory. But yeah, so yeah, then there was the honeymoon. So, you know, that's like three weeks right there. And then holidays knocked out an extra two. And then the extra month was like, yeah, we got nothing. So we're taking a break. <laughs> it did make some of the combination episodes fun just because we had to cram the, the missed week in there somehow and still make it make sense yeah and then there was the the lost episodes <laughs> which only made the official episodes better exactly i it would be totally fine if our unofficial first episode just never showed up anywhere it's never showing up <laughs> it, it, it no it, it's been gone it's you couldn't even understand what we're saying because tried to recover the audio and it was just static the whole like I listened to like maybe two minutes of the clip and it was just on my end and I'm like nope not doing this you know sometimes sometimes things happen for a reason that was that was the universe's way of saying go back and try again yeah this did not pass alrighty so it is unfortunate that part of the episode where we have to say our goodbyes but always want to always want you all to remember, keep your dragon fangs sharp, stay away from those fairy types. Ice types like Frostlass are overrated. And until next time, we will see you all in our next episode. And enjoy all the hot, spicy teams for your first few sets in the new season. <laughs>